Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Dark Cast Network, indie pods with a dark side. Hi, this is Kelly. And this is Jenna. And you're listening to ODFM. This episode is One Dysfunctional Family from Murder. so many dysfunctional everybody's family is dysfunctional uh, but i agree to a certain extent but mm-hmm. this one has several kinds of dysfunction layered on top <laughs> this one's a doozy this uh, is like goody this is one of those stories where i went looking for something else entirely different and i was trying to find more info on another story and then i fell into this one and went oh wait rabbit hole of beauty okay oh, yeah Okay, I'm excited. It's also one that I told you yesterday that I was like, okay, I finished my episode. Oh, And then I went to just quickly grab a photo because I was trying to grab the photos at the same time because otherwise I forget. Yes, I do the same. And so I went back to grab the photo and then I saw something else and I clicked on it and there was a whole mess of more like concrete dates and stuff. And I was like, oh, I got to fill it out. And I was like, no, another hour later. I was like, now I'm really done. Now I think I'm really done. Okay. I'm really done. Oh, jeez. Are you, are you ready? Cause this one's, this one's. All right. I got my crazy city. I'm non-alcoholic, but you know, I think I'm ready. This is the story of the fuss family. Like (laughs) F-U-S-S fuss. No. They're very fussy. They're fussy. I I feel like I should put up a fuss about this. There's a lot of fuss with this family. Perfect. So they're from. Decatur, Georgia, which is a suburb of Atlanta. I thought you were going to say Illinois. Okay. Oh, no. Well, see, I was looking for a Florida story because I was just in Florida. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right. And I went down that rabbit hole and accidentally found this story and was like, no, 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 I got it. I got it. It is one. Okay. Perfect. This one's crazy. And it went far longer than I intended because there was just so much. Eh. So we're going to start in the late 1950s with Bill and Jackie Fuss, who are a well-to-do couple. Okay, I, you I know. can see them. I see her in her you little outfit the, with the skirt, almost like a poodle right. skirt that goes out. And right, because it's perfect the 50s. hair. Right. Yeah. And so they're a couple who dreamed of having a big family together, right? Okay. So they had a child. They had a daughter that they named Margaret. But after they had Margaret, they had trouble conceiving. Oh, poop. Okay. And this is before fertility treatments and, and all that. You know, it was like, 
if you want more kids, adoption is your only your only avenue, right? They they waited quite a bit. And then after several years, they decided, you know what, we we do want to grow our family. So it wasn't until 1965 that the couple adopted two brothers. So it was brothers that they wanted to adopt together. So two brothers, Charles, who was five at the time, and David, who was three. Okay, so they're taking in these two boys that want to be kept together. Yeah. By this time, Margaret was 15. Oh, wow. So that now is she's a long getting time later. a five-year-old okay. and a three-year-old brother. And she was basically surrogate mommy. No, she wasn't cool with it at all. Oh, she didn't want like, to. No, wait, no, no. She was like, babysit. I don't, I'm, she was perfectly fine being the only child, getting all the attention, oh, being yeah. doted on. She was not happy about Who this the hell at all. Brought these little brats in. Yeah, Ugh. no, she wasn't okay. on board at all. And she was not kind to her new siblings. Oh, wonderful. Great. Because yeah. that's she starts didn't a great want life them for them. It was Bill and Jackie's initial intention to also adopt a baby girl to, as they put it, round out their families. So they were going to have a girl, two boys and a girl. Right. OK, they want it even now. Right. Get it. But Bill was the breadwinner. He worked a lot of hours as a building contractor. And so Jackie was home. Oh, God. With three kids. And it was not what she envisioned. <laughs> it never is. is it? Right? it never is. Spoiled, rotten 15-year-old girl. Oh, shit. Right? And then a five-year-old and a three-year-old. And Oh, yikes. I don't know what it's like to adopt kids, but I know there's got to be a very big adjustment period. Oh, for sure. For everyone. Oh. Right? And you're trying to make them feel welcome. And yeah. you have an older daughter who's Just making them a, not being a mega <laughs> feel bitch. welcome. Right? Okay. She lost her temper. Oh, uh, a yeah, lot. get it. Uh, oh, a lot. Okay. I was a lot. Say, a I, lot. Yeah. I get it because you're not sleeping anyway. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, God. So then in 1970, so this is five years later, Bill heard about a baby girl whose mother had intended to have an adoption, okay. but then ended up, I'm sorry, intended to have an abortion. Different, oh. different A word. Oh, she totally intended different. to, she atten- intended to abort the baby, but it was illegal at the time. Okay. Yep. Right. And then she ended up keeping the baby to put it up for adoption. And Bill was a pro-life Baptist and super excited about like, we got to rescue this baby. This baby needs a home, right? Jackie had long since given up on the idea of four kids. She was like, like, yeah, that that ship has sailed, bitch. (laughs) I don't want to have any more. But ultimately she gave in. Okay. And they adopted another baby, Melissa. So now if I'm looking at the ages... Oh, God. Five years later. So Margaret is like 19-ish, probably. Yeah, she's probably about and then, 10. Right. And she's got, so then she's got an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old. Oof. And now yeah. she's bringing in a, a baby. new baby. Oh, my God. Yeah. See, and, and the <laughs> husband's probably like, oh, it's no big deal. He gets all the best parts of it. He comes home. Oh, exactly. He comes home at the snuggles, end of the day. And, and then like, you it's don't all know. good, right? Okay. Right. Even though Bill and Jackie treated all four children the same and did their best to make the adopted kids feel no different, mm-hmm. Margaret was there uh, to remind them that their real parents didn't want them. Oh, that wow. they were thrown away. <gasps> oh, yeah. Margaret. Oh, she, you know, all those oh, keywords that would really yes, dig right there. Those hurts. Yep. Oh. Um, she informed them that she was special because she was the biological child. And so 
her the parents loved her the most of course the kids should have been like um you didn't do good enough so they had to come get us because you were <laughs> a shit child so right, exactly you were didn't want to have another yeah right so yeah you weren't enough for them they wanted yeah. more okay yeah. so of course just i mean it's human nature Oh, yeah. you can get 10 positive comments. And the one negative comment is the one that sticks. Of course. I'm the worst about okay. that. Yes. Uh, right. We all are. Right. Yeah. So this in turn caused the three adopted siblings to act out because oh, they're in pain. Of course. Right. And the more they acted out, the more Bill avoided the situation by mm. spending more time at work. Thanks, Bill. Thanks for right. bringing home all these kids and then abandoning us. Which leaves Jackie to deal with it alone. Oh, Jackie. And the more she tried to keep the peace. The more the adopted kids would act out and she oh, would get a lot of, you can't tell me what to do. You're not my real mother. Oh, oh yeah. It, it was, you know, so they had the best of intentions, but it just wasn't going how they thought it was going to happen. Yeah. Right. Oh, Jackie went from being this loving, doting mother to a very angry, overwhelmed and verbally abusive. Oh, fuck. This, <laughs> and know. this was before the time of true therapy and stuff. So oh, that's not even an option. No. That's not even a you can't mm-hmm. talk to anybody about it. You got to hide it and pretend your world is perfect. And you no, moms didn't talk to each other about their struggles. No, 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 no you no, would no, look right? weak. Ugh. Oh, gosh. Even the neighbors commented that they would Uh-oh. hear and, and knew that Jackie was verbally abusive. To the Oof. kids. But again, at that time, you don't yeah. butt into other nope. people's business. Nope. Yep. That's not our business. You just go, oh, those poor kids. And then you go about your day. Right. Oh, okay. So there was a lot of anger in the yeah, first home. Right. I could see this. Everyone, Margaret's angry because she doesn't want those kids. Jackie's uh, angry because this is not what she thought it was going to be. Oh. The the three adopted kids are angry because yeah. they didn't ask for any of this. I mean, right. it's just, oh my uh, God. Great. Okay. This so, is a boiling keg. Oh, it is. So then on top of that, Charles, who was the older of the two brothers, okay, as he's getting older, he's starting to show signs of having possibly a mental and or emotional Oh, shit. Illness. Disorder. Oh, no. Okay. Right. They noticed signs of paranoia. Mm. They thought he might be having delusions. Oh, shit. Like schizophrenia. Right. So they're, the siblings just called him crazy. Oh. Which is so, so helpful. That's right? so supportive. Thanks. Jackie would refer to him as slow. Oh, no. Also oh, my not God. Helpful. Also not good. Jesus Christ. Eventually, he would get diagnosed as with having schizophrenia. Okay. Take all of that crap. <sighs> add one yeah. kid also has a severe mental illness. So the dysfunction was really bad, right? This led all the kids to move out as soon as they possibly could. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. Right? They were See, like, this is what I've done no. wrong in my family. Like I've made it so comfortable <laughs> that none of my kids will ever leave. No one's going to leave. So, <laughs> I'm going to be like, shit, what am I going to do? I'm going to have right, to exactly. Yeah. You're going to have to start making it a little less comfortable. Yeah. Right? Margaret moved out, got married as soon as she could. I don't think she lasted very long with Melissa at all. I don't think I they crossed paths for very long at all. Oh my God. David did the same shortly after, married his high school sweetheart and okay. flew. Melissa got married at 16 just to move out. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. And she was the last one there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, my right? God. With the exception of Charles. Yeah. He was Charles, the one they put all the stigmas on. Right. Charles Wonderful. didn't move out. He needed to be watched because he wouldn't take his medication regularly. Yeah, it happened. And, right. And when he wasn't taking it regularly... 
He was unpredictable. Oh, he was God. very angry. He had temper tantrums. He had blow ups. Yikes. He was very unpredictable. And by so, then he's an adult almost and can <laughs> right? eat other people's asses if he wants. Which okay. is why I can understand when Melissa was 16, even though her other siblings were gone, yes. it was still her in the house with Charles. And she was Ooh, like, I don't want I'm to out. deal with this. Plus, her mom didn't handle her everything very not, well, right? Yeah, not doing okay. well. So he he couldn't hold down a job. He was oh, no. he was at home. Jackie struggled to manage and control him because she very much wanted to control him. Oh, she wanted to be very in charge. Right. And as he got older, that got more difficult. So like once he got to his 20s, he's an adult. Yeah. Like, what? You, There's a lot less you legit can. can't. Oh, so God. and the three other kids, like when they moved out, they did not keep in close contact at all they were oh. like nope i'm out right <laughs> i'm leaving this family so they left so it's just bill and jackie at home with charles but really it's just jackie because yeah i was gonna say really bill's, bill's, still working, bill's right? actually doing something no but then bill got diagnosed with lung cancer oh crap and he had a really long hard battle and then in 1993 he did pass away from it probably a lifetime smoker Probably, yeah, right. I mean, back then, everyone, yeah, that's everybody what you did. did. They yeah. were like, didn't doctors like be like, yeah. you should have a? They're like, this is healthy. Yeah, right, exactly. So now, all of a sudden, when Bill passes away, Margaret, David, and Melissa are back. Oh, okay. And concerned, uh, not with their mother, who's now a widow, or their brother, but what's going on with our father's estate? Because yeah, he had a that, lot of money. I knew it. I knew it. They were like. Right. Oh, I'm here to support you now, now that there's exactly. money available. Right. And uh. he had a lot of rental pro- properties that were worth several hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh, wow. Right? So they come back. They're all bickering about it and arguing oh, about right. it and at each other's throats. And Margaret is still doing her whole. I'm the only bi- biological <laughs> daughter. So God, he loved uh, me more. And I'm really the only rightful heir oh to any of his God. stuff. Right? Throw your ass up, Margaret. Exactly. David and Melissa obviously disagreed. They wanted their share. So they're they're at each other's throats Ew. again. Great. Right. Which is Jackie's like, I can't deal just with this. Pull up stakes and fly away to the Bahamas well, and be like, screw right? you kids. Well, and also she's like, you know, hi, I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like I'm still alive. You're orphans now. <laughs> but they're like, not for long. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. She yeah. pissed them all off by going, none of you are getting anything because oh, I'm oh. keeping everything <laughs> because I have to support myself and Charles. Oh, yeah. Because, well, you know, he's not cheap to keep. And he's he probably not needs to be himself. hospitalized a little bit. Right. So, you know, there you go. They're pissed. So they're all like, whatever, mom. And they're out. Right. Oh, great. So now it's just Jackie in the house with Charles. Oh, frick. Okay. And he's older now. He wants more freedom. Jackie's very overbearing. She wants to control that he's taking his medication. She wants everything regulated. He's like, no, I can decide when I and how I want to take my medication, which honestly, regardless of the situation, the person who needs the medication should probably not be the one making those decisions. Absolutely. But how do you handle it? So... The relationship is just more and more toxic. Bill's not there <sighs> as any kind of a buffer at all. There's no buffer. It's just the two of them in the house. Oh, God. This it's horrid. really toxic. I read one thing that said that Jackie became a hoarder. So now the house is filled with clutter. I mean, it's oh, just God. a bad situation, right? Oh, and before a lot of good meds were out there to help with the situation. You're right. I don't think oh, there was God. a lot of stuff. They didn't uh-uh. understand it. They didn't know how to control it. Okay, so... Jackie's getting really nervous because Charles is becoming more and more volatile. She doesn't know how to control it. Well, she can't physically control him anymore. Yeah. He's 
older and bigger than her. Well, not older than her, but you know. Right. And Bill had guns that he kept unlocked in the house. Oh, right. God damn it, Jackie. Why don't you get rid of the the guns now that he's gone? Right. That probably should. Right. So no. So that makes her nervous. Not that she does anything about it. And there is a report. I only found it in one. Like I had a couple sources, but the one source that it was only one source that talked about this. But there was a report that at one point, Charles attempted to rob a convenience store using one of Bill's guns. Oh, with the idea that then he would have some money to support himself and he could move out. Right. Oh, great. Yeah. Because that's a good way to do it. That's (laughs) right. That's going to Here's how you show you're responsible enough to say by yourself. But the rest of that story was that. The owner to the convenience store then pulled out his own gun. <laughs> oh, no. And then Charles passed out. Charles ran. Oh, he passed out. He passed out. <laughs> He's like, this is too much. Goodbye. <laughs> right. Exactly. I was like, you're not ready. You can't. No, no, you're not ready. No, you're not ready. So and apparently he served some time for that. Oh, not a long time, but some time. Oh, that's he probably good. got off a little bit because of his mental. Yeah. Situation. But. That just gave Jackie more ammo to use against him, right? Oh, God. Of course. Of course. See, you can't be on your own. You can't yeah. even rob a convenience store, right? You know, but, you know. <laughs> and plus, oh God. yeah, you need a job, but you can't have a job. Oh, God. What okay. So there's that dysfunction that's happening in the actual Fuss family home that's been going on for like 20 years now, right? Oh, fun. Around the same time, the youngest daughter, Melissa, was having her own issues. Oh, great. Oh. Okay. So, you know, she got married really young. She did. Yeah. Probably didn't choose the right person. She was just desperate to get out. So after only a year, her marriage is a mess. Oh, great. Great. You know, who at 16 knows how to even be married, right? She doesn't know what to do about it. I don't know how to be married and I'm almost 50. (laughs) So I don't think this is... (laughs) If I could just see a book ahead of time, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even then, they still don't know what they're talking about. Uh, no. Yeah. Right. no. Okay. Okay. So she doesn't know what to do about it. So she's at a bar one night. Okay. She's got to be 17 or 18. But you know what? I don't know what the age was for drinking and being in a bar All right. in Georgia at that time. So 19 I don't know. for a while back in the yeah. day. So I don't know. Anyway, so she's at a bar. I, I couldn't find a lot of dates, so I had to guesstimate their ages at this point. So I don't know. So she meets a guy at a bar, and his name is Joel Dominguez. Okay. He's a few years older than her. He's also unhappily married. He's definitely oh, her type. Oh, great. So they get to talking, and they uh, kind of bond. No. Oh, shit. And they click, and next thing you know, they start having a very passionate affair. Oh, fun. Well, this is another layer on layer on layer. Here's another layer. So Melissa is showering Joel with love and affection. And so Joel is just over the moon. He's yeah, he's over the moon for her. He's like, you know, they both thought that they had found their soulmates, the love of their life. This is neither one of them got divorced, but they found their perfect person. Uh, Maybe they should. Take a steps back first. Right. I, Reevaluate I their situation, but no, whatever. They just carried on this. Okay. So once this affair had been going on for a year, a and year. Melissa feels right. Oof, and Melissa okay. feels better about how things are going, you know, because hey, I'm still married, but I got this great guy. I've got all the things. Right, exactly. Ugh. She decided, and probably because based on her age now, because everything of that back then was a closed adoption, right? Oh, right, right. Okay. She decided she wanted to find her birth mother. So she must have been of the age where she could file for the records or whatever. Okay. 
So after searching for her birth records and getting them and getting her biological mother's name and info, she reaches out to her and her name is Sandra. And she, so she reaches out, she contacts Sandra and Sandra is so happy to hear from her. Oh, that's good. Which is fantastic. So this is all going Melissa's way, right? She's like, oh my God. So they talk and they decide, you know, we, yep, we're going to meet, right? We're going to make a plan to meet. Okay. Perfect. She meets up with Sandra, but Sandra decides to come with a surprise. Uh Uh-oh. Sandra decides to go, you know what? I'm surprising you. You have a sibling. Oh, wow. That's a lot to throw on you at once. Hi, here's me. You also have a sibling. Guess what? I kept this one, but not you. (laughs) Oh, no. I believe there was another one on top of that, too. Oh, but ouch. She's like, I'd like you to meet your brother. And her brother is Joel Dominguez. (gasps) (laughs) Oh, shit. Your face right now is priceless. Oh, God. I, mean, I don't think this was that small of a town. <gasps> You're sleeping with your brother. Of all the guys, of right? All people. She has been sleeping with her brother for a year. Oh, oh God. Oh my oh, God. God. I bet uh, I can't imagine their faces when they saw each other. Right. So oh my God. They see each other. Sandra can tell instantly that obviously you guys know each other, right? We know each other. Right. And so they full on admit, well, yeah, actually, we've been seeing each other. Oh, no. Sandra's horrified. Of course. She's like, oh, no, no, no. She's like, oh, God. Oh, no, 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 no. Melissa (laughs) doesn't care. She's like, no, I'm in love with Joel. We have this wonderful relationship. It, it doesn't matter. Like, I didn't grow up with him. I didn't grow up um, with you. It we does matter because biologically, <laughs> it matters. Like, biologically, it does your kids are going to have three ears. Like, yeah. It's, it's not okay. <laughs> not how it's done. Maybe back in 1812, but not now. <laughs> it's not okay. No. So, Joel is just like stunned and confused. And it's just like, yeah. oh my God, oh my God, right. Gross. But Sandra's like, you guys got to end it. Like, Right now, that's it. The end. You're done. Right. And Joel is like, I, I, I don't know what to do. He's obviously a mama's boy. So he just goes, you're right. And just. Yeah. And, and ends it. Okay, good. Melissa is absolutely shattered, right? Oh, God. She lost that relationship. And then her marriage does actually end. Well, she so, should have ended that before. But okay. Yes. So now yeah. she's got nothing. Oh, God. Uh, okay. oh. So that's another layer of. Oh, my God. This so function. many layers. Okay. I know, right? What else are we adding? Okay. So now that all took place over like a year or so, right? Okay. So in the meantime, Jackie Fuss has met a retired mechanic named Edsel Bruce. E-D-Z-E-L. Edsel. Okay. Edsel, Edsel like Bruce, it. right? And they hit it off and they start having a relationship. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, her husband has passed away. It's been about a year, you know, but yeah. At this point, she's got to be in her 60s or 70s. I think she's yeah, in her, probably. Yeah, like yeah. Her, her mid to late 60s, right? People don't take as much of time. Right. They're oh, just yeah. Like, you know, sure. hey, I know I, what I, I want. I've a lot of time on this earth. Right. I know what I want. You're it. Let's, <laughs> Let's get do this. this. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. So they hit it off. They have a relationship. And after less, after dating each other less than a year, they get married on Valentine's Day, 1995. Cute. It's, her husband's been gone about two years. So that works. You know, whatever. Yeah. Okay. 
Jackie moves out of the Fuss family home and into her new husband's house. And she just leaves Charles? And leaves Charles, who's now 30, to live alone, which is what he's wanted all this time. But is it doable? Uh, uh, Okay. So, you know, this is what Charles has been asking for for years. Get out of my face. I can do it. I'm a grown up. Turns out he He can't do it. Jackie. (laughs) He can't do it. He doesn't have have a social Mm. life. Oh, you know, he doesn't have he doesn't have a job. He doesn't have friends. Jackie was his friend. Everything. Jackie was his person, uh, right? Oh, he doesn't shit. have a relationship with his oh, siblings. God. He's like alone, alone. Oh. Well, now he's pissed. Oh, great. Great. Because even you though said he you said, wanted this. Well, now he's pissed because she abandoned him. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can't have it all. Okay. Right. This is bullshit. Jackie would still come by the house and check on him, though. Like, pretty often, right? And she also was making sure that, okay, you're living here by yourself. You have to keep up the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to take care of things. And he wasn't very good at it. So then they would argue. Uh, right? fuck. So Charles goes from having this overbearing mom. Yeah. And wanting to be on his own. And then hating that she <laughs> abandoned him. And then she comes oh, by and nags him. Like their relationship is such a hot mess, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing good in here. Okay. So Jackie's been married about a little over a year. So it's June of 1996. Charles is about 31. Jackie's in her 70s, her early 70s. Jackie stops by the house to check on Charles. Routine does right. this all the time. She immediately starts in on him about the house not being kept up. She's yeah, like, great. the lawn is like out of control. What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. She offers to give him money if he goes and cuts the lawn. So he's like, nice. fine. You know, okay, so good. he goes to cut the, lawn, cut the lawn. In the meantime, she's in the house going through stuff and she finds the phone bill. Oh, and Charles crap. has racked up $1,800 in phone sex charges. I was going to say 900 numbers. I knew it. Ah. <laughs> right? Do you remember, what was it, Reality Bites, when she was on the phone with the psychic for oh like- Oh my God, totally. <laughs> right? Hold on. Yeah. It was oh, God. so good. Yeah. So Jackie's livid. They get into a huge argument, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because she's okay. still got to pay for these, I'm assuming, since oh, he has no job. Or right. She's just like, nope, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. That's it. You're done with the phone. I'm shutting down the phone. I'm shutting off the phone. Yeah. I'm just going to get you a, me at all. A, but. No, I'm just going to get you a sex doll and then you can <laughs> stop this. Sex doll. Ew. <laughs> but you are mom. the one to clean it. I am not. Oh, God. Just stop. <laughs> okay. All right. So several hours later, around 6 p.m., Jackie's husband, Edsel, gets a weird call from Charles saying, oh, God. I locked myself out of the house. Can you come over here? I, I need you and Jackie to come over here and let, let me in. Okay. And Edsel's like, wait, I thought your mom was there with you. <gasps> she oh. told me she was going there, you know? Yeah. Charles quickly is like, I'll call you back and hangs up. Uh, oh, <coughs> I forgot. Yeah, she is. He's like, this is weird, right? <laughs> so bizarre. Edsel's like, all right. So he calls back. The phone just rings. He's like, something's not okay. So right around now, he realizes there's a message on the machine. The machine's blinking because this is okay. answering machine days, right? And he's like, oh, I didn't realize we had a message. So he plays it. And it's from like an hour or so earlier. And it's Jackie just saying, hey, I'm checking in. I'm still at the house. I'm dealing with Charles. Oh, and then all of a sudden her tone changes. And then there's like serious concern in her voice. So she's, you know, like you can tell she's kind of talking to Charles. Okay. And then she just ends the call. <gasps> Don't end the call. She should have left it open. Oh, right. Oh, no. So now Edsel's freaked out, right? He's like, oh my God. Okay. So 
he gets in the car and he drives over to the fuss house, right? And when he arrives, the house is dark. Everything's locked up. No one's oh, answering. Crap. You know, he's trying doors. Nobody's letting him in. He's like, ah. the only thing I didn't check was that I didn't see in any of the things I read was, I don't know if Jackie's car was still there or not. Oh, yeah. That'd but be they're a like, tell. but he can't get in. He's like, Charles is supposed to be here. Jackie's supposed to be here. What's going on? So yeah. he calls 911 and asks police to come over. He's like, you know, there's a situation I'm concerned. And apparently, because I was like, why did they rush over there? I believe I read it's because police already knew about him with like oh, armed robbery. Stuff. So they're like, okay, we're, okay. We're, we'll come. We believe you. They come in. They They force open the door. Look around upstairs. They're not finding anything. So then they go down to the basement and that's where Charles's bedroom was. Right. Uh, wow. He's still living in the basement. He's still living in the basement. Uh, the whole house himself now. He's still living I'm going to stay in the basement. Whatever. Yikes. Okay. They go into Charles's room and they find Jackie on the floor with a gaping wound to the back of her head. She's surrounded in a pool of blood. Yeah. And Charles is nowhere. Oh, no. Oh. Uh. And you're in a basement. I just see this as a horror movie. Like, oh, God. Uh, right. Okay. So Jackie. Well, oh, here I have it. Written down. Jackie was 72 at the oh, time of her death. Okay. Eesh. Okay. The medical examiner determines that Jackie died from a blow to the back of the head by a sharp object. Weird. Because that's where her hole was. <laughs> in the back of her head. You said that. I, I just Why did that I was, say? You did say that it was in the back of her head. So I was like, well, right. yeah. Uh, yeah. So duh. It all works. It all checks out. Right. It does. I believe you. Okay, good. So (laughs) at the crime scene, crime uh, investigators did find an axe that appeared to have been cleaned off. And it had small traces, but it did have small traces of blood on it. Oh, okay. So we found the weapon. Right. An analysis did determine, yep, that's Jackie's blood. So oh, someone God. cleaned it off who wasn't very good at cleaning off. Yeah, well, taxes. we've proven that Charles isn't very good at the at best chores. at housekeeping. So, and yeah, tra- exactly. Right. <laughs> it's like, good okay. enough. I rinsed well, it. Exactly. Yeah. I wiped it off. It's all good. Right. Okay. <laughs> An arrest warrant is issued and a statewide APB is put out on Charles, but there's no sign of him, which is really weird because he doesn't normally take care of himself. Right. You know, can he drive and all those types of things? I yeah. didn't get that impression. Okay. Interesting. No sign of him for nine days. Whoa. He's good at hiding. He's got skills of something. He's got skills of something. 450 miles away. What? Police in Arkansas get a 911 call about a naked man walking <laughs> down the street. <laughs> Damn it, Charles. Not again. Damn it, Charles. Right. On some pants. officers call, go to the scene where they're called and they find a man he's not naked but he is shirtless oh and okay he's very dirty very unkept look mm. homeless is how they described him like he was like dirty dirty i mean you he know? walked 400 <laughs> he walked his pants off or he, he walked his pants his shirt off anyway <laughs> he walked his shirt off they approach him ask if he's okay and he just immediately is like my name is charles fuss I'm wa- I'm wanted in Georgia for the murder of my mother. I give up. I, I want to turn myself in. I, I made it blisters. 450 miles. I don't know what to do. <laughs> my blisters are very bad. Right, exactly. I need help. So they take him into custody and Charles tells police that several days earlier, he got into a fight with his mother about a phone bill. Mm-hmm. That once she, she got pissed and she said, that's it. I'm turning off the phone. And that's 
when he snapped because that was uh, his social life yeah he <laughs> had nothing else right. uh, but they were all my girlfriends they were exactly oh, we're in Lord. love no. oh so he went down to the basement grabbed an axe from wherever they kept the axe in the basement mm. or whatever and then went into his bedroom and kind of hid the axe and then called her down there oh god yikes yeah so he to a certain extent Planned. planned it absolutely he's not like he got like they were arguing and then in a fit of rage she like grabbed it no, he went and got a weapon and then you know so jackie was in the middle of leaving the message for edsel when oh, charles yelled upstairs wow. and was like i need you to come down here like and urgently angry and like urgently of, right so okay. that's why she sounded weird going what yeah you know and then oh how sad Charles tells them that when Jackie got down to the bedroom, he told her that he found rats under his bed. That's odd. Right? So she's like, what? So she gets down on her hands and knees to look under the bed. And that's when he pulls out the axe. And yeah, see, that sounds like planning, too, because the thought of like, how can I get her to? Yeah, I don't even have to hit her while she's standing up. I'm going to get her in position and everything like he. Yeah. So he hit her in the back of the head a couple of times. And then he wiped the blood off the ax and put it back where he found it. Well, he didn't use soap. That's all I'm right. saying. <laughs> nope. He did not. No bleach, <laughs> nothing. Nope. <laughs> then he called or a little while later, whatever he called Edsel to ask him to come over. Ooh, I, like he was planning to get him presume too. to get rid of him too. Don't yeah. really know. But when Edsel questioned him about, well, isn't your mom there? He panicked and hung up. Uh, you know, okay. he's not good with like, panic. We learned we learned that from the botched yeah. robbery. Um, <laughs> he doesn't know how to handle. No, he's like, ah, I don't know what to do. Uh, I wasn't expecting right. you to ask a question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, Charles then just emptied whatever cash his mother had in her purse mm-hmm. and left. He took a taxi to a local bar. Oh, great. So I guess he can do that. And I then guess, the next yeah. morning, he started hitchhiking west. His plan was to go to California hitchhiking and he only made it as far as the next date. (laughs) He made it 450 miles. He lost his shirt and went, I don't know. I'm I'm out. (laughs) I lost my shirt. I lost my shirt. What do I I do? do Uh, So (laughs) I can't get into restaurants because they say no shirts, no shoes. Ah. Now I'm screwed. I don't know what to do. He probably also (laughs) used all his money already. So I don't know. Oops. Oh no. So, okay. So he gets taken back to Georgia. So once again, Margaret, David, and Melissa come home to deal with family stuff. Uh, But once again, their only concern is their inheritance. They were very obviously not concerned that their mother was murdered or that their mentally ill brother was the murderer (laughs) and that now he's going to be facing life in prison. Like, no, they're just like, great. Where's the cash? And it's not just word of mouth because I found an article in the Atlanta Constitution that stated that within hours of Jackie's body being discovered. So they didn't even know where within Charles hours. was. Oh, hours, God. right? They don't Great. even know where Charles is at this point, right? Yeah. He's just vanished, right? Okay. What if it had been like an axe murderer? Right. It was an axe murderer. But what if like yeah. a strange axe murderer yeah. had come, killed their mother, and then ran off with their brother? Nope, they didn't even wait to find him. They no, don't we even don't know care. what happened. They're just like, oh, she's dead. Great. Where's the stuff? Ew. So within hours of Jackie's body being discovered, 
Melissa, the youngest, mm-hmm. petitioned the court to have her mother's three safe deposit boxes opened. Jesus. So girl. they have records of this, right? They're heartless. Oh, yeah. In the same article, it said that before the funeral flowers were purchased, the other three siblings. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Had met at a local restaurant to discuss how to split up the estate. Oh, I guess I'm a little <laughs> torn because they probably were treated so shittily as kids by her that maybe they're like, funny though. But like, oh but my God. Just still. Cold, man. Very cold. So I guess they learned to be cold from her, but still. Right. I know. Well, but it's not like she was like someone who like had a bunch of kids who shouldn't have had a bunch of kids. Like she adopted kids. Yeah. Like they made they a plan. Wanted we it. want a family. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. The Fuss home and their rental properties were worth about $450,000. Wow. So there's money there. Yeah. Jackie had about $100,000 worth of jewelry. Oof. Including more than 50 diamond rings. What does one do with 50? Yeah. You only have 10 fingers. Oh, toes. And you don't usually wear them on your toes. Your toes, right. Exactly. (laughs) Then you don't have enough. You still, you know, more than 50 diamond rings plus nine cars. Whoa. Nine. Nine cars. Girls pimping. Right. And an additional 134,000 in cash and CDs. Jeez. So they, I mean, they were set up. They were set. So I don't know why she was concerned that she couldn't take care of her and Charles. Right. I I think you're okay. Oh my God. Jackie did not have a will. So she didn't help the matters at all. She didn't. And especially when you get to that point and you see how these kids are being after your first husband dies. Right. Wouldn't you be like, okay, I better take care of this now. And I just realized there's no mention of her. There's no mention of her uh, new husband after this. Yeah, that's what I wonder. So too, I, I don't know what, him. or if he just was like, whatever, I'm out. You got you all. Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to deal with your shit. Uh, Margaret was named as the administrator of her mother's estate. Ooh, okay. And again, Margaret thought, well, I'm the only biological daughter, yeah. so I am the sole heir of any family money. And she refused to split it three ways. That would have oh, made the, it would have been the easiest it thing. Would have right? been, yeah. And no one was willing to compromise. Everybody was just. I also wanted to mention that I found this in a different article. There are rumors that Charles was framed for Jackie's murder, Mm. maybe by one or more of the siblings, because, you know, Jackie kept all the money after Bill died and they were pissed about that. Yeah, absolutely. And she saved it to support herself and Charles. So maybe they were like, Uh. well, it's all going to be gone by the time you guys. Yeah. 
It's hmm. possible. But he he being really bad at lying, obviously, would probably have said something, but I don't but like he'd be a real easy person to blame be, it on, right? He's got mental illnesses and he's volatile. And maybe they could even convince him that he had done it. Right. So I mean, it would be kind of a two birds with one stone. Jackie's gone and Charles is gone. Oh yeah. Very um good and, point. and there was another place where I saw that when they were looking into the mother's murder, Margaret was like, Well, I really think you should look into both David and Charles. And there was no reason to look into David at all. Whoa. She yeah, just that's hated them and she blamed oh. them for everything. Gosh. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, the support system here. Woof. I know. So there were rumors, nothing, you know, substantial, but just rumors that was, was Charles capable of doing that or could somebody else have done it and then yeah. blamed him on, you know, blamed it on him? I don't know. So Ooh. in December of 1997, Charles went on trial for murder and claimed an insanity defense. Yeah, legit. Um, yeah, he was found guilty of murder, but he was also deemed clinically insane at the time of the okay. murder. So he was sentenced to 10 years to life in the Augustus State Medical Prison. Oh, good. Okay. Good, good, good. So at least he's in a medical prison. From what I understand, that's where he remained just basically doped up, oh. doped to the gills and just... Uh. That makes it fair, but not there. Not having therapy or anything. Oh God. Right. Okay. Okay. So the fight over the remainder of the Fuss family estate stretched on for three years. Uh, Like no one would give in. Right. These are three people who are, cannot get along for anything. Uh One report I said, uh, saw read that the siblings met more than 60 times to argue over the acres. Like they just met and met. I mean, um, after a while, I just be like, I don't even want it. You guys don't want to talk to you anymore. Just get out. Just get out of my life. Oh God. So, David's wife, Kelly, often found herself in the middle of the arguments because she was just very calm and even keeled. And she would just be like, you know, just trying to keep the peace. Oh, God. Yeah. Which just angered the two sisters. They were just like, this has nothing to do with you. It's none of your business. Butt out, whatever. So this puts a strain on Kelly and David's marriage. Oh, no. And it was already rocky because David had a drinking problem. Oh, great. Based on his upbringing, not that shocking. Not too shocking. Yep. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. I can see it coming. Okay. So finally, in the summer of 1999, it looks like the siblings are coming to some kind of agreement. Like this is, oh my God. we're, we're like, getting close, right? We're all going to die soon and nobody's right. going to have this money. <laughs> no so. one's going to have shit, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. But at this time, Kelly had also reached her limits and she was making plans to leave David. She's oh, just like, I, yeah, I'm done with this. Y'all are crazy. crazy. I don't family. want to. Yeah. Exactly. It's believed that Margaret and Melissa were worried that once the estate was divided or that Kelly was going to wait until David got his part of the inheritance and then take half of it. Oh, God. Oh, shit. And they didn't want her to have any of it. <laughs> oh, you guys. Oh, oh my God. God. They are so Who greedy, cares? Right? Once you get your part, that's your part. Don't right. worry about what it is. So th- they does. were they were worried about that. Yeah. Oh, God. They, right. they were not okay with like whatever happens to David's once it's David. So like, no, we don't want anyone else to have it. Oh, oh my God. God. They, were, they were insane. <sighs> it's about this time that Margaret moves back into the fuss home. Okay. And she believes that some of her mother's possessions, mostly jewelry, are missing. Oh, great. Here we go. And she instantly suspects David. Uh, because she hated her brothers. Uh-huh. <laughs> From the day they were adopted. She hated that, right? 
So she goes to David's house to confront him. Oh, great. David's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't take anything. I don't know. What you, I, I have not taken anything. I don't even know what things you're talking about, whatever. They're getting into a huge fight. Oh, Kelly tries to step in. And then, of course, now Margaret is takes out her rage on oh. Kelly as well. <laughs> Big, huge fight, right? The next day oh, is gosh. June 15th, 1999. David calls 911 for an ambulance saying that he just got home and he found his wife dead on the floor. Oh, no. Uh Oh, oh, God. It's getting (laughs) worse. I thought that was I thought there would be one murder. No. Oh, I told you layers. It's like an onion. So many. Yeah. But so many. We don't (sighs) want these. I know. Police rush to the scene to find David sitting outside the house smoking a cigarette. He's oddly calm. Very detached. You know, their marriage was not in a good place. Right. But still, you find a dead person and you're just calm and okay with it. Right. Mm. The scene inside is very gruesome. Oh, God. 31. She's only 31. 31 year old Kelly Fuss is dead on the floor of the kitchen. She is covered in stab wounds and blood. (gasps) Okay. Someone was mad. Right. She was stabbed over 30 times. Two of them were fatal. There was blood in multiple rooms of the house. Oh, no. So there had been a fight throughout the house. Right. It was in. uh, This is this is bad. It appeared that the struggle began in the back of the house in the bathroom where there was a crossword on the floor covered in blood. What? So So, I can only. Oh, sitting on the toilet, sitting on the (laughs) toilet, taking a shit, doing a crossword (laughs) puzzle. Let me shit in peace, at least. Right. And someone breaks in and attacks you while you're on the pot. I mean, oh, my God, what a way to go. That would not. No, that's horrifying. So it was determined based on the scene that Kelly was assaulted first in the bathroom, like attacked first in the bathroom. And then it was dragged back Uh. through the house into the kitchen. It was violent, drawn out, very personal. Great. Okay. There were no signs of force entry and Kelly's car was missing. And it's David. (laughs) That's what I would say. Always go with the husband first, right? Always go with him first. Yeah. David told police that Kelly had taken the day off work. Okay. So she was supposed to be at work that day. He had left the house that morning for a meeting and returned about 45 minutes later. And surprise, she's dead. Sure. Police. (laughs) Sure. So police are immediately suspicious and they're like, you know, that and his behavior yeah. and everything they're like we're gonna need you to come down and make a statement yeah so they take him down to the police's uh, check him for the, blood right they did not find any prints in the house <laughs> okay so he wiped down everything right and the murder weapon is not there ah weird yep where'd you go for 45 minutes <laughs> right where were you for 45 minutes right <laughs> david is adamant that he had nothing to do with his wife's murder mm. instead so he's like well do you know anybody who would want to hurt her? He's like, right. yep, my sisters. Oh, great. I mean, yeah, they well, are so true. good at blaming each other. That's so true. Like, <laughs> my sisters. Oh, great. David tells them that the appointment he had was to meet his sisters. Margaret had asked him to come to the Fuss home to meet with her and Melissa to discuss dividing up some of their mother's things. Oh. Again, I don't know if that was time 61 or what, right? Oh my gosh. Just for the love of God, just like <laughs> For that. the love of God. <laughs> he, tell, he talks about how, you know, they've been fighting over this stuff for years. And so he went that morning 
to the family home and nobody was there. Hmm. So he, they, he's saying they were drawing him out to that home so that they could go kill her quick. Yeah. What the fuck? Okay. Right. He was like, all right, they weren't there. This is really weird. So he goes home. And when he returns home, he finds Kelly dead in the kitchen. Okay. I guess it right? could be possible. Yeah. I mean, they're all kind of loony. So. so, and he says, you know, I got two sisters, whatever. Police are like, okay, well, it does look like more than one person may have been at this crime scene. There may have been more than one assailant. Yeah. Oh, you know, okay. Because the amount of damage in the house, overkill, it could suggest more than one intruder or a really angry husband. Right. Right. Who's bigger and stronger than a woman. Right. So while David is being interrogated, Kelly's car is found. Oh, it is parked on a street just several blocks away from the home. Just just sitting there. Right. Okay. And so they start uh, interviewing people in the area and they find a witness who says, yeah, we saw a white heavyset male with a beard. (laughs) Get out of Kelly's car. This is not my sister. That's my sister. sister. That does not match David's description, right? (laughs) Right. So different guy, right? We saw a heavy set white male get out of the car. Okay. And then he hopped into a white pickup truck that was being driven by two white females. Oh, interesting. Okay. And that the male hopped into the back of the pickup. (laughs) That's not in the cab. He got in the back of the pickup and they drove off, right? So an APB is put out on the white pickup and two women and a male, right? Right. Crazy coincidence. Uh, One of the detectives in the area who happened, who hears the APB makes the connection of the murder of Kelly Fuss and recognizes uh, the last name because he worked Jackie's murder. Oh, wow. Three years earlier. So he was like, Fuss, what are the odds? So on a hunch, he drives over to the Fuss family (gasps) home. And lo and behold, there's a white pickup in the driveway. Boom. Caught. So he's like, okay. So he goes and approach the pickup and there is a white female and a white male with a beard in the car. (laughs) So he orders them out of the car and they identify themselves as Melissa Fuss or Mm. Melissa Fuss, whatever her married name was or whatever. And Joel Dominguez. Ooh, they're still (laughs) my bro. Uh Turns out. They had only taken a break for a short while and then rekindled their romance. Oh, gross. No, I'm disturbed. Uh So both of them are arrested. And then shortly after, Margaret is located and arrested at a local motel. Oh, so she was part of this. Yeah. God damn. Well, at least they agreed on something finally. (laughs) Right? God. All three of them down at the station, police are interviewing all three of them, interrogating, really. Yeah. All three of them separately. They each have different stories about where they were all morning, blah, blah, blah. And so the cops start like trying to use them against each other and they all start pointing the finger at each other. (laughs) Because that's how they were raised. Yes. That's how you do it. Right. Except for Joel. I don't know what Joel's problem was. Yeah. That he was in love with his sister. Ew. Huh? Vomit. Okay. But none of them will admit to being involved in Kelly's murder. Oh my God. Of course. It's Charles. It was Charles. <laughs> it was Charles. Right. <laughs> he somehow broke out. So all three are charged. Oh, good God. All right. Yep. Fine. You're all going to jail. Fine. We're arresting you all. You're all you're all being charged with murder. When Joel was arrested, there was a tiny spot of blood on one of his socks. And forensic testing came back and it was Kelly's blood. Oh so they got one of them. Obviously in that there. House. Okay. Like it. I like it. So Joel 
Joel was at the crime scene, but they don't have anything uh, on the others, on the sisters, right? There's no, no more prints. banging they your sisters. Have, gross. They still don't have a murder weapon. They got nothing. Margaret's lawyer goes to the DA or the prosecutor or whatever and says, you know, she will plead to a lesser charge of manslaughter with a 10 year sentence. Mm-hmm. And the prosecutor agreed because they're like, we don't really. Yeah, we don't have anything. have anything. Right. We just have a white woman in a truck. <laughs> like Great. we don't have anything. Okay. Right? All right. So then they offer Melissa a deal and say, we will drop the murder charge if you agree to testify against Joel. Oh, her brother and her her lover. her brother lover, her lover. brother lover. Uh, Melissa, who was brought up in such a great way, yeah, takes it. <laughs> She's like, oh, oh, all right. He's brother. He's lover, but also, but okay. I don't want to go to. But I don't want to go to jail. Yeah. So she oh, pleads guilty shit. to burglary and gets a ten-year oh, sentence. My God. But then she has to admit to what happened. This is what happened that day, according to Melissa. Can oh, we trust her? Yeah, I don't no, know. Probably not. But according to Melissa, Margaret came to her saying, David stole some of their mother's things and she wants them back. Okay. So the sisters devise a plan to lure David away from his house so that they can break in and take the stuff back. And this is the most bonding they have ever done. This is right. This is the <laughs> most teamwork they've ever shown. Their mother no. and father would be so proud. Yeah. Finally, they're on. Finally, they're getting along. God. And they realize we're probably going to need some help because what if David comes back? True. True. So we need, we need a man. Melissa's like, I know somebody. I've got a man. Uh, (laughs) So she asked Joel, Joel will do anything for Melissa. So he's Uh, like, yep, you just tell me when and where. Right. So on the morning of June 15th, Margaret calls David and says, you know, come to the house. And then Joel, Melissa, and Margaret drive Melissa's white pickup to David's house. Wow. Margaret and this is according to Melissa. She stayed with the car. Okay. And Margaret and Joel go into the house. Of course. We don't know. We only know that Joel was in there, right? I can't believe they're not pointing the finger at David. (laughs) Right. They probably could have. Yeah. I mean, it's always the husband, right? Mm -hmm. So Margaret and Joel go into the house. Melissa drives down the street and parks to wait. And then Joel's going to call and say, all right, come back and get us. So after some time, Joel calls. From Melissa's point of view, I did nothing. I, I don't just know the getaway anything. Driver. I know I nothing. Just, right? Yeah. I just, I supplied the manpower and the, and the truck. Right. <laughs> yeah. So oh, she no. goes back and she says that Margaret and Joel are waiting for her in front of the house. Joel was wearing gloves and carrying a garbage bag. Oh God. And that Joel gets into Kelly's car and drives off. Margaret gets into the truck and says, Kelly's dead. We have to go follow Joel. Uh, so they need the car now. And and didn't give any more explanation. And I guess Melissa didn't ask for more. She's like, okay. <laughs> Kelly wasn't supposed to be there. Kelly was supposed to be at work. Right. I would have been like, wait a minute. Why was Kelly even there? You know, yeah. Kelly, just Kelly's dead. Let's go. And she's like, all right. Oh, these people uh, are so good. Okay. So they, they follow Joel and Kelly's car for a couple blocks. Then he ditches the car, hops back into the truck. They leave. And then at some point, Joel separates from them for a few hours. This was, I couldn't get a lot of information on this, which is where police assume is where he ditched the gloves and the garbage bag. That's I was wondering about that stuff. And okay. that the garbage bag probably had the bloody clothes that he was okay. wearing other than the socks right. and the murder weapon. And then at some point later, he rejoins Melissa at the Fuss home, and that's where they are arrested. I don't know when Margaret left 
the situation. So in May of 2000, Joel is tried and convicted of murder and sentenced to 20 years to life. Ooh, wow. And he was just the, he's like the he fall guy. He was just the muscle. <laughs> he was just right. Oh, Joel. Should have stayed out of that family. He maintains that he wasn't the one who murdered Kelly. But as far as I know, he never turned on Melissa. Oh, my God. <laughs> they got 10 year sentences. They were the ones who had a beef against Kelly and their brother. Absolutely. And he <sighs> got 20 to life. God. And we don't even know if he's the one who actually killed Kelly or not. Because it was very personal, overkill, violence. And he had no reason. Oh, my God. To do to that. To have anything right. against right. her. Right, right. Oh, Lord. Okay. So, so David's like the lone guy out there that could get all right? the money. <laughs> Uh, right. Also, I should note that none of the items Margaret was looking for that she thought David took, Mm -hmm. she couldn't find any of them. Uh, Shocker. So I don't know where they went. If they got pawned, who knows? It could have been Charles. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. But this all started because she thought David took stuff that wasn't good. Drama. That is the very twisted tale of the Fuss family. So dramatic. It's like a soap opera. Right? Yes. It's it's like days of our lives where everyone's like, okay, this is ridiculous. And also we only have so many actors, so somehow they're all related. Right? (laughs) Right. And then they came back from death. Two well-to-do people have a daughter. They decide to adopt three more. Yeah. Three of those four kids are involved in a murder. Oh my God. Somehow, some way. Somehow, right? Oh my God. And the murder, the victims were two people also attached to the family. It's so ridiculous. The mother who adopted them. Yes. And the sister-in-law. Uh, it's it's insane. It's insanity. Charles is still in prison, <laughs> okay. as far as I know. Margaret and Melissa were both released in 2009. <gasps> Great. They served their 10 years. Yeah. David Fuss died in 2011 from health issues. Oh, shit. So I guess only margaret and melissa have the estate i don't know i couldn't find any information and then there was only one article that i found and this was the first story that i found that led me down this rabbit hole oh god was that on february 18th 2018 you've worked hard for what you have your money your assets your 401k and home isn't it all worth protecting nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Joel Dominguez was found dead by apparent <gasps> suicide in his prison cell. Oh, wow. Jeez, God, the havoc this family wreaked on society is just mind-blowing. Right? Whoa. I mean, just holy uh <laughs> I bet, I bet Joel's mom, it, you know, and Melissa's mom is wishing she had never like reconnected. Just oh like, my god. Oh right? shit. Okay. So my sources, my main source was yes. the show Evil Kin. Mm. <laughs> Which is fitting, I've watched right? that show before. Yes, that's right. perfect. Season four, episode seven, Don't Turn On Me. Which they, all, <laughs> they all turn on. Then I read an excerpt, and this is where I got more of the like ages and dates and a little more nitty gritty stuff. 
I read an excerpt of the book called Blood Relatives, A True Story of Family Secrets and Murders by Lori Carangelo, who, by the way, was one of the people they interviewed in the Evil Kin episode, the author of this book, right? Makes sense. But I was like, there's no way I can read this whole book. I'll never get the story out. So I just read the excerpt and was like, whoa, this is some good nitty gritty. Jeez. Then I got two of the the case files from both Charles's. I got the transcript from Charles's trial, Charles's, mm-hmm. Charles's Trust trial and Joel's trial. Okay. So those were from lawskills.com and casemind.com. And okay. I just basically read the summary because it. Right. The rest of it, it's right? like. Right. And then there was that super awesome article in uh, the Atlanta Constitution called, which was titled, Estate Dispute Led to Slaying, Police Say. Oh, my God. (laughs) And that that was published June 17th of 1999. And then at the very end, or at the very, very beginning, I had stumbled on APnews.com with the article from February of 2018 saying that this inmate died of apparent suicide. Uh, Holy crap. (laughs) Is it weird that the part that I find the most disturbing is the brother and sister sleeping together? I don't know why that to me is like... And it has nothing to do with the murders except for the fact that she then got him to join them on it. But it just goes to show that like there Mm. were levels of dysfunction, like layers upon layers. It's the onion of dysfunction. We could make wow. a whole graphic about that. The onion of dysfunction. Oh the onion of dysfunction. <laughs> oh, right? that was a good story. So, Thank you. Oh yeah, that was, that was a crazy <laughs> one. I feel a little less dysfunctional now. Thank you. Right? See, yeah. perspective. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Oh I'm my a God, little, I'm little better of a person not than that bad, I was. Right? So there we go. It's all good. <laughs> I think I'm a little better than I was. I'm going yeah, to sleep tonight. <laughs> I thought I truly fucked up my kids, but now I see... That I have hey. just done minimal damage. Oh, very, very minimal. Oh my God, it's so funny. All right. There you go. That's well, thank the- you. <laughs> Thanks for joining <laughs> us this week for that little gem. And I hope you found that you're a little less dysfunctional than you thought. <laughs> right, exactly. But stay odd. Not dysfunctional, just odd. Odd, odd is good. Dysfunctional, odd is good. Mm, you less can good. get by. But less, <laughs> less good. good. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hey, Oddies, thanks for listening to another episode of ODFM. If you're a longtime listener, hey, we cannot thank you enough for your continued support. And if you're a new listener, thanks for giving us a try. If you like us, please drop us a like, subscribe, or rate us so we can share our stories with more people around the world. And if you'd like more information, like links to our podcast and socials, along with our Patreon fan page, Those links are all on Linktree under ODFM Podcast. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash ODFM Podcast. Side note, you guys, we're obsessed with fan art and we love making things with it, like stickers for our fans. So if you'd like us to use your designs, send it to us at ODFMPodcast at gmail.com. And if we use your design, we'll be sure to send you a sticker. Thanks for listening to another episode of ODFM, hosted by Kelly DeVries and Jenna Swanson. Production and editing by Kelly DeVries. Theme music by Eric Swanson. ODFM is a satirical true crime podcast for entertainment purposes only. The stories you hear are serious and true. The comments and opinions are not. 
We apologize if any of our content is harmful or disrespectful. 